When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Welcome, welcome one and all in here, out there, all around the world, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. These... <laughs> folks, the, these are confusing times. Why? I don't know. That's how confusing they are. If this pandemic were a movie, it would be Tenet. It's impossible to understand, and I just wish it would end, which turns out is the beginning. Here's, here's one source of the confusion. For about, what, what are we looking at? 22 months at this point, public health officials have consistently told us to do everything possible to avoid getting COVID. But in the last several days, if you've noticed, the message has shifted subtly. They're trying to make us get used to all of this. For instance, yesterday, Dr. Anthony Fauci addressed the current spike and he said, Omicron will infect just about everybody. Do you hear that? Being attacked for two years has clearly broken Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Rip off your mask, go to hot yoga. On the way home, tug a hobo. I don't give a vaccinated crap. <laughs> We're all doomed. You can all take a rapid test and stick it where the sun don't shine, because it's actually more accurate right there. <laughs> but there is a silver lining. According to Dr. Fauci, those who have been vaccinated will very likely, with some exceptions, do reasonably well. Okay. There are certain things I don't want to equivocate on. My life is one of them. Y you don't want to hear a skydiving instructor say, jump from the plane. You will very likely, with some exceptions, do reasonably well. <laughs> but vaccines and boosters work, because Fauci also said that those unvaccinated are 10 times likelier to be infected and 20 times likelier to die. They're also 50 times likelier to start a fight with a Kroger employee because the Mexican food aisle is in Spanish. <laughs> and when Fauci says everybody's going to get it, Fauci may not be exaggerating because the CEO of United Airlines said that 4% of its U.S. employees have tested positive for COVID-19. And in one day alone at Newark, nearly one-third of their workforce called out sick although that might not entirely be COVID-related. At least some are suffering from the pre-existing condition of not wanting to go to Newark. <laughs> and... <laughs> it's not just America, according to the World Health Organization. In the next six to eight weeks, half of the population in Western Europe will be infected with COVID. 
And based on the last time something spread this aggressively through Western Europe, I'm gonna go ahead and say that France has already surrendered. <laughs> the huge... <laughs> Je suis désolé. <laughs> the huge surge in COVID cases in workers combined with winter weather has emptied grocery store shelves. I went grocery shopping this weekend to pick up a few things, made a bolognese, and uh, I got over to the meat department. I was surprised that they were out of this one item, and it was meat. <laughs> right now, there are shortages in a lot of things, from cream cheese to paper towels, children's juice boxes, and cat food, and we do not want to run out of cat food. Because <laughs> if we do, all they'll have left to eat is man. <laughs> They've been waiting. Oh, they've been waiting. <laughs> this shortage is hitting items in every department, including bird's-eye frozen vegetables and Slim Jim meat snacks. Not America's meat snacks. <laughs> what am I supposed to snap into now? A carrot? That doesn't look like a tube full of greasy hair. <laughs> now, naturally, <laughs> that hit home. That hit home. I love, I love us. Like yeah. the Slim Jims? Naturally, this is causing prices to go up. According to the latest numbers, inflation soared 7% in the past year. It's the most since 1982. And remember, back in 82, the price of an airline ticket was so high, Americans were forced to travel via alien-powered skybike. <laughs> and thanks to pandemic-related supply problems, used car prices are up more than 37%. So the used car folks are getting rich. In fact, I saw one of those inflatable floppy guys driving a Tesla. <laughs> luxury cars, luxury cars are also doing very well. Rolls-Royce set an all-time sales record in 2021 for a very troubling reason. According to the company's CEO, Torsten Muller-Otvos, whose name obviously is an anagram for tormentor loves slut, <laughs> Don't know why. I don't know why it is, but it is. That's true. Otvos told the Financial Times, quite a lot of people witnessed people in their community dying from COVID. That makes them think life can be short, and you'd better live now rather than postpone it to a later date. It's all summed up in their slogan, life is too short not to look like a huge douche. <laughs> I'm happy. You gotta act. You gotta act now. Think about it. Think about it. I'm happy to say there could be hope on the horizon. Experts think Omicron may be headed for a rapid drop in Britain and the United States. Yes, the worst of it could be over by March. And by the summer, Omicron will be so out of the headlines, its publicists will book it on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> in fact, according to the University of Washington, the true daily case number has already peaked, hitting 6 million on January 6th. January 6th. <laughs> That's a strange coincidence. Can we see Omicron under a microscope? Aha! Mmm. Mmm. More promising news, according to a recent study, COVID loses 50% of its ability to infect after 10 seconds in office air. I'm not surprised. A lot of people lose their will to reproduce when they're in a dead-end office job. <laughs>
COVID should try buying a fun mug or maybe a yoga ball chair. <laughs> we have some good news from a source not known for it, Florida. <laughs> the story... <laughs> the story starts with governor and dad having way too much fun at the news museum. Ron DeSantis. Earlier this week, we learned that Governor DeSantis allowed up to a million of Florida's COVID tests expire in a warehouse. Nothing good. Nothing good ever happens in a Florida warehouse. Unless you place your bets on the right coked-up snapping turtle. <laughs> Luckily, the Fed stepped in to save the day because yesterday the FDA announced they've extended the shelf life for the expired test kits. This is great. Yeah, sure, give it up for expired test kits. This is great. This is great for folks down in Florida who need tests, but even better for me, because the FDA is finally confirming what I have known for years. Expiration dates are a myth, a mere suggestion. <laughs> if they weren't, why would I still have this actual can of sausage <laughs> that I actually keep in my actual office that is actually from the 1970s. <laughs> Why do I have this can of sausage, you may be asking? Well, I was a young actor in Chicago, young and hungry, so my loving mother sent me a care package with a bunch of ramen noodles stuffed in there, and for some reason, at the last minute, she threw in this can of sausage that had already been in her pantry for at least 10 years. <laughs> I remember this can as a child. Meaning, the church drive looked at this can and said, no, thank you. <laughs> and I have kept this can of sausage ever since. It rattles a little. And 35 years later, the ingredients sound just as delicious. Ingredients, pork stomachs, beef lips, beef tripe, beef hearts, cooked beef fat tissue solids, cereal, water, beef. <laughs> Coming in at number eight. Salt flavoring, as if salt isn't flavoring enough, <laughs> sodium nitrate. So, thanks to the FDA's new ruling, I could open this right now and enjoy them, <laughs> just like the day they were canned. But... <laughs> but I won't, because the can on the label commands me to serve as illustrated. <laughs> Not serving suggestion, as illustrated. <laughs> and unfortunately, I left my can of fried eggs at home. So, to anyone watching, and especially my wife, Evie, who would not let me keep this can of sausages at our home anymore. That's why it's at my office. These are still good. And that's not me saying it. It's the Food and Drug Administration. And these sausages are definitely food or drugs. At this point, I'm gonna guess Botox. Thanks, Mom. Speaking of drugs, a new study has found... What I like, what I like, I would like to think that my, when my mother packed that cardboard box and put that can in there, she said, this will be a good joke 35 years from now. <laughs> He'll use this. He'll use this. A new study found that cannabis compounds stopped infection by the COVID-19 virus. Great news for all the teenagers whose parents found weed in their room. Oh, Mom, I see you found the COVID-stopping compounds that I hid in my... <laughs> in my sock drawer. Those aren't mine. No, the, I, I, no. Those are mine. I was just holding them for my friend, Tony Fauci. 
here, here's how she works. Apparently, apparently, a compound found in cannabis prevents the virus that causes COVID from penetrating healthy human cells. In other words, the pot enters the body and asks COVID, are you a cell? You have to tell me if you're a cell. <laughs> now, if you're skeptical about the science here, let me remind you. This study has been reviewed by the CDC's stoner nephew, the THC. <laughs> and now, now, that girl's clapping a little too hard right there. Now, technically, these compounds uh, that have to be extracted from the plant and not smoked, but there's anecdotal support for the COVID-fighting properties of weed itself, because as of today, and this is true, three people who have yet to get COVID are Seth Rogen, Willie Nelson, and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> That's why Snoop's teaming up again with trusted epidemiologist Dr. Dre for the new album, The Omicronic. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, small business, big popcorn. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. John, we got, uh... Yes. It's, uh, uh we, got, we got a very... I'm very excited to talk to our, our, our guest tonight. Katrina Balf is here. Yes, indeed. Katrina Balf, I don't know if you ever watched the, uh... You ever see that sexy Scottish thing, uh, Outlander? Oh, I'm. She's she's all sexy yes, and she's yes. all sexy and Scottish in that. Oh wow! And uh, it's uh, or actually she's English actually, but it's, it takes place in medieval Scotland, I think. Mm. And uh, I more than think I know because I've seen the sexiness. And <laughs> she's on here. She was just nominated this morning, right, for a SAG award for her performance in Kenneth Branagh's Belfast. Mm. Extraordinary performance. Yes. That's a extraordinary movie. Extraordinary movie. Mm. Very excited about that. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, Keanu Reeves is going to be out here in just a moment to take the poll. Neil! As well. <laughs> Folks, longtime viewers of this show know that from time to time, we here at The Late Show like to highlight small businesses across the country that can use a little boost, you know? Especially during this pandemic. Right before the holidays, in fact, we even made a commercial for a small business that could use a bump in New Hope, Minnesota, called Redmond's Popcorn that featured in front of the show Nick Offerman. And because Redmond's calls itself luxury vehicle of popcorn, our ad went a little something like this. Redmond's popcorn. Unparalleled design. Unrivaled comfort. And able to pop from zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds. How does Redmond's get every bite perfectly coated with flavor? Let's just say, they go the extra mile. And our commercial worked, because the very next day, Redmond's Popcorn had a line out the door. Proving. Hell yeah. Hey. That's beautiful to see. That's great. Yes. Proving it's not only like a luxury vehicle, it's also like the DMV. <laughs> and one of those customers was none other than the mayor of New Hope, Minnesota herself, whose name is, say it with me, 
No surprise, a lot of Hemkin heads in the audience tonight. <laughs> Shop owner Zach Redman described his experience like this. I mean, my phone literally has been hot because it just keeps calls, emails, texts. Just, it's, it's crazy. So it's a good thing. Yeah, it was great news for Zach and his business, although some of those people may have been calling to inform him that the local news had mistakenly labeled his business Redmond's Poop Corn, <laughs> which is not a small business endorsed by The Late Show. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was one big downside to all this attention, and it's that just two days after the ad aired, Redmond had to close his shop because county officials informed him that he needs to have a commercial kitchen and that it's a hazard for him to have a line of customers in his store. Yes, we all know the number one hazard at any store is people wanting to be there. <laughs> That's why the safest business in America is Uncle Giuseppe's used retainer shop. <laughs> now, as, as saddened as I was to hear this, okay, tonight I have some good news. Redmond's Popcorn has resolved their issues, is now officially back in business, and to celebrate... To celebrate Redmond's grand reopening, we here at The Late Show took out a giant billboard ad in Times Square. Turns out, those are very expensive. So, <laughs> we did it, but we're only able to get a little amount of time by preempting a billboard for another CBS show. Take a look at what actually happened in Times Square today. Joe, a drum roll, please. There it is, and... There it goes! <laughs> Big moment. Crossroads of the world, baby. Crossroads of the world. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Up in lights. Congratulations to Zach Redman on his reopening. Check out their shop or visit them online at redmondspopcorn.com. You can enjoy the popcorn eaten by celebrities like Nick Offerman and the mayor of New Hope, Minnesota herself. Happy Everybody loves her. <laughs> Redmond's Popcorn, the perfect snack to enjoy while watching Ghost, right here on CBS. Thursdays at... 9 p.m. And we want to keep highlighting other great businesses out there. So, if you have a small business that could use the bump, just post to social media using the hashtag ColbertSmallBizBump and tell us what about your business makes it special. Whether you've got a funeral parlor in paradise or an amusement park in boring, <laughs> you could be the next to get the small biz bump. Up next, Keanu Reeves takes the Colbert Questionnaire. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm back here with Keanu Reeves. Keanu, it, you're, you're always great to talk to. Oh, that's kind. And uh, it's always it's always uh, an honest conversation, uh, an interesting conversation, but really surprising answers. Everybody loves seeing you. But here's the thing: is that people think I get to know the people that I'm interviewing, and it's just a, just a short period of time to actually sure. sort of penetrate to the soul of a human being. And I really want to know my guests on a deeper level. And so what we did here, the Late Show Labs put together a, a series of 15 questions. Okay. After which, once these questions have been asked and answered, yeah. the guest is known fully. Oh, okay? the whole thing. They are fully the known. The whole 15 There's questions. 15 questions, and that does you it. Get and the I want you to go. know that you actually are one of the major inspirations for doing the Colbert Questionnaire because several years ago, I asked you a question, one of the questions I'm about to ask you. Um, I have your answer here, but I'll, I'll get to it. I just want you to know, the answer that you gave us from one of these questions, just a random question that I asked you in an interview, actually led to this questionnaire, and you'll, people will know it when I get to it. Okay. Are you ready to be known, Keanu Reeves? Absolutely not. Keanu Reeves. Yes. What is the best sandwich? Uh, best sandwich, you mean like, for me? It's, or Who what else is, would you answer for? I don't know. You could set up at your lab a whole kind of, you know, what would go into the best sandwich balance of flavors. And, to but, you, well, that is a, that's a, that, that, me, is a val, that is a valid, if hostile for, response. Okay, I'll answer the question. That is. I'll answer the question. What, for, what, me, for you, for you, to Keanu Reeves, I want to know you. I don't want to know sandwiches. <laughs> I want to know Keanu Reeves. To Keanu Reeves, what is the best sandwich, sir? Uh, today I'm going to choose. Uh, Toasted crunchy peanut butter with uh, uh, toasted toast, uh, crunchy peanut butter with honey. Wow. Bold. Yeah. That's bold. Sweet That's bold. And savory. Oh, and the Lord. And crunch, right? Yes. Um, um, What's the one thing that you own that you really should throw out? Oh, gosh. One thing I own that I should really throw out. I should really throw it away, Reeves. What's in your, what's that you could, it's so difficult for me to throw things away. I'm a little bit of a pack rat. Look at your attic, look at your garage in your mind. What, what should I throw away? Oh, I don't want to throw anything away. Um, what should I throw away? Uh, I, you know what, I don't have an answer for that. It's too much. Do you live a, <laughs> do you live a Spartan life? Is there nothing? Like... Obviously not. <laughs> All right, um, so nothing. I, I, Everything you know is essential. It is right now. What is the scariest animal? The scariest animal. You know, when I was a kid, I always... Um, spiders. Yes, sir. Spiders. Yes, sir. Spider with the thing. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the, 100% is a good answer. Ah, That's a good answer. Ah. Apples or oranges? Apples. Yes. Because you can put crunchy peanut butter on an apple. Oh, so what good. a combination. It's so good. What a combination. Have you ever asked someone for their autograph? Yes. May I ask whom? Lou Reed. Did you get it? Yes. Wow. But it wasn't for me. It was for a friend. It was for a friend, okay. Yeah. All right. And he was cool about it. Lou Reed was cool about it. He was. All right, how about the friend when you got him Lou Reed's autograph? Was... Yeah, that was cool. He was like a little piece of paper and was like blue ink. And yeah, it was good. Just said Lou Reed. 
<laughs> Would have been really disappointing if it didn't say Lou Reed. I know, but it could have said all my best or like, you know what I mean? All the best. All the best. With admiration, yeah, Lou with, Reed. With admiration. Have yeah. a great summer. Don't Have ever change, Lou Reed. Happy holidays. I'll remember our time up at the lake. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, Lou Reed. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You never know. It's Lou Reed. Okay. So this is the one that I've asked you before. Oh, I asked for another and one. What? George Carlin. George Carlin. Did you get Carlin's? Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm such a fan. Yeah. Yeah. He is yeah. beautiful. Beautiful. But he, uh, yeah, he gave me a, an autograph. Wow. And, yeah. He's, well, that was for you. It, uh, yeah. But I, I don't know. I can't swear on this show, right? No. You can swear. Sure, go ahead. No. But it was really funny because uh, George Carlin, he, um, he wrote, uh, what did he write? He wrote, uh, uh, I think it was Dear Keanu, you. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. That's pretty great. And I thought that was really. That was very sweet. Yeah. And I always thought that, like, he just wrote that for me. Yep. And then I, 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 I met someone else who said that he wrote the same thing to them. Sure. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Beautiful. So this is the question I've asked you before that inspired the entire uh, Colbert Questionnaire series. I asked you, what do you think happens when we die? And uh, you answered several years ago, I know that the ones who love us will miss us. Mm. Which is a lovely answer. Would you like to amend that answer in any way? Uh, no, I don't want to amend that. Um, are, you're asking me again? No, we can move on. Okay. You've given me the answer. Oh, okay. That one's been banked. We have that one on file. <laughs> okay. Okay. Favorite action movie? Oh, gosh. And you can be in it. It's okay if you're in it. Really? Yeah, you can name one of your own movies. No, but when I was a kid, Rollerball. <gasps> James Caan. James Caan. Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah, sure. Psh. Like it was, yeah, violence, a game, and philosophy, social, social commentary. Fantastic. <laughs> Window or aisle? Window. Because you don't mind getting up to go to the bathroom and making the person on the aisle no, stand man, up every I got time a you view. go. You got the view, okay. Favorite smell? <sighs> Today I'm going to pick uh, my 1974 Norton Commando when the engine warms up, when you've been given a good go, the oil in the engine heats up, and the smell that comes off the engine is really good. All right, I like it. I like it. Yeah. That's nice. Cats or dogs, sir? Cats dogs, or dogs? 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 Yeah, but I'm starting to really like the cats, though, too, now. Okay. You only get to listen to one song for the rest uh, of your life. What is it? Uh, one song. I'm going to take uh, Joy Division's Love Will Tear Us Apart. Nice. Big response over there. What number am I thinking of? Six. No. Three. No, only get one guess. Nine. Describe the rest of your life in five words. What? what kind Describe of question? the rest of your life in five words. What kind of question it's is that? It's not a question. It's a demand. <laughs> There's no question mark there. Okay, well, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be hopeful. Health, love, friendship, create art, motorcycles. <laughs> Keanu Reeves.
Penneries, you are known. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Kiana. Coming up, Katrina Bounce. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You know my next guest from Outlander, Ford versus Ferrari, and now Belfast. It's going to be all right. I'll talk to the committee. Get this fixed. There'll be no more bother. I caught sight of my face in that shop window when I was running down the street and dragging them poor kids behind me. looking in the mirror just now. At that same face. And I asked myself, what the hell am I doing? Please welcome back to The Late Show, Katrina Baum. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you again. Now, uh, since the last time you were here, uh, big news in your life. You have a child. You're a mother now. I, Congratulations Thank you that. very much. Yes. That's nice. Um, <laughs> how much... This wasn't that long ago, right? It was just um, less than a year ago or something like he's, that? He's Approximately? almost five months. Almost five months. <laughs> yeah. How much sleep are you getting? <laughs> well, I mean, I was excited to come here, but I was very excited to sit on a plane for six hours and sleep. So <laughs> I was... <laughs> Um, so probably, the red eye is a relief. The red eye was probably the most sleep I've had in about six, seven months, yeah. It's one of the things I know, I'm lucky enough to have three kids, and one of the things I, I know, uh, I try to explain it to friends who are about to have kids, and I had this the same experience, people try to explain it to me, but until it happens, it's all just theory. And is there anything, what, is there, is there anything that surprised you most that you couldn't have known until now? Oh, God. Uh, all of it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the, the love, the responsibility, that's all a lot. Um, the, the need for mopping up. <laughs> I puke or pee or the other. Like, it's sure, just sure, a sure. lot of yes, things yeah. come out of a really cute little thing. <laughs> it's like, how does that happen? <laughs> now, the, uh, just today, uh, congratulations, you are nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award. Thank you very much. Well deserved. Thank you. And, um, and, and the ensemble uh, yes. of, of, of the movie Belfast, which, as I, as I said to Kenneth Branagh when he was on here, the director and, and the writer of, uh, of Belfast, is it, it's a heartbreakingly beautiful movie. It, it has just stayed with me as if I've just watched it, even though I saw it months ago. And it's such a wonderfully... Irish movie, it's, it's, it's funny and it's sad and it's funny about being sad, mm -hmm. which is, is just incredible. And just as someone who's... Us Irish people do well. <laughs> exactly. Um, as someone who's Irish yourself, what, what was it like for you to tell this story of the beginning of the Troubles in 69? I mean, it was... It, you know, I think for everyone involved, it became very personal. You know, I know this is Ken's very specific story, but... You know, when I read it first, I felt like I recognized Ma in it. I felt like 
those parallels to my mum and her, you know, journey. And also as somebody who left Ireland at 18, I felt a lot of that kind of, you know, what it is to leave somewhere and what it is to sort of lose that, that grounding of home and sort of be searching for it again. Um, you know, it just spoke to me in such a beautiful way. And, you know, I think also what it has at its heart, which is so gorgeous, it has this message of tolerance, which, you know, I think especially at this moment everywhere in the world, you know, that's something we can all get a big dose of. Yes. <laughs> you know? the, for the people who haven't seen it yet, and for the people who, have, people who haven't seen it yet, it, 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 you are the mother of a family that is a Protestant family that lives in a, in a neighborhood where Catholics and Protestants live uh, mixed in amicably. Yeah. You know, amicably, and that doesn't go down well with those who don't want the neighborhoods mixed, that well, they you know, want them separated. I think as, as what happens, it's a very, you know, divisiveness is a very cheap tool for people who want to... Um, control things and gain power and in it's a late it's a it's a lazy political it's ideology a lazy political ideology and unfortunately it's used far too often and in this neighborhood you know where ken grew up catholic and protestant families were living side by side no problem there was you know social issues in belfast and there was unrest but it it sort of it came to this street and you know this is told through the eyes of buddy who's played incredibly by jude hill who's just like the most gorgeous kid it's an ever ama it's an amazing performance amazing yes. performance and you know the way ken wanted to show this is we've we've had lots of films about northern ireland about the troubles that kind of deals with the ideology and um the politics of it but what ken really wanted to do is distill it down show how it affected ordinary, everyday people who didn't ask for it and what that effect was. And I think he managed to do that so beautifully. Well, when, when Kenneth Branagh was here, he, he talking about the film, he said that it is, it, it's about the home, uh, leaving home and the home you take with you. Mm -hmm. And you were just saying that you, you have these feelings. You left a, a small town in, yeah. in Ireland, not far from the actual border up there. And I'm curious, in what ways have you have you brought your home with you where you go? It stays mean, with you. I think it ends up being the people that you gather, right? Um, you know, I'm right now. I'm, I'm my husband and my 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 son. I think you know that's my home, and wherever we go, we'll always have that. But um, you know, I, I, I've definitely since I've left. I think you create family wherever you go by just creating beautiful people around you. So. More with Katrina Baum after this. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Last time you were here, you talked a little bit about the small town that you mm -hmm. grew up in, and I'm afraid I'll mispronounce the name. Can Monaghan. What? Monaghan. Monaghan? Monaghan? Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. So um, is there, wasn't that, it's on the border. So it's, it's very close. So I'm, I grew up probably about six, seven miles south of the border. Okay, so that's really close. Really Did you close. have any 
uh, in the later years of the Troubles, did you have any... What were your memories of that as a child? Did, did it affect you? Yeah, well, I mean, it's different. Obviously, we didn't grow up in Belfast, and that's a very different experience. But as a border child, you sort of are constantly batting up against it. And we would cross into the border all the time. We would go grocery shopping once a week there. Um, Better groceries you, up there? <laughs> well, it was, it was, you know, it was when the Irish pound was stronger than the sterling. Everyone in my town would go across the north to go shopping. And it was that kind of thing, you know, I remember, you know, my, my dad was a police sergeant, but my mum would normally be taking us grocery shopping and um, we would sit in the back, my, my brother and I, and it would be all the grocery bags. And then usually, because you'd have to come through customs as well, so usually there'd be a couple of cartons of cigarettes sort of hid underneath that we'd be made sit on. Um, Under the children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mum's going to love that I told this story. But anyway. Um, but yeah, it was that kind of thing. You're constantly going back and forth. I mean, we used to go to the dentist in the north. Um, yeah, it, it's just a, it's, it's an everyday part of your life and it's a constant backdrop. And, you know the bomb scares in our town or the bombings that would happen just over the border, you know, those were sort of constant in my childhood. You said you went to Northern Ireland, the UK, for your dentists. <laughs> I There's mean... one thing the UK is known for, <laughs> it's fantastic teeth. Have you seen Irish teeth? <laughs> um... Yours look lovely, you've got the right dentist. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I think there was, I, I think the town dentist uh, that was a bit of an alcoholic and he had a shaky hand, so my mum used to take us over the border. <laughs> With the drills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your teeth would come out looking like scrimshaw. Yeah, so we didn't go to him. So Now, you took your mom to the premiere, yes. which is a lovely thing. Did she have oh, a good time? She had an amazing time. It was the first premiere I got to bring her to, and it was really special because there is so much of my mum influenced, you know, in my, in my performance, and... Um, you know, she, the end of it, she was just like, oh, I just didn't want it to end. And for someone who falls asleep during nearly everything else I've ever been in, mm -hmm. that was, that was the biggest compliment I think I could have ever gotten. I was saying to, to John uh, before, besides uh, this wonderful performance in Belfast, there's also the wonderful performance in Outlander, which is uh, starting in March. Yes. Did I have this right? In March? Yes. What season, what season are you guys coming back for? So, season six is airing in March, and we will be going back to film season seven very soon. Okay. So, passionate, passionate <laughs> fan base. People absolutely love it. Several people here, actually. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm curious, like, what, what is it like to have a fan base that's that sort of, like, a passionate and addicted and invested? It's amazing. At times, it can be... Um, you know, there's, there, there can be interesting moments, I'd say. Mm -hmm. I, uh, <laughs> so I, I kind of recently had to go under, uh, under anesthesia because I was having dental surgery. Mm -hmm. And uh, not with the alcoholic guy. But um, <laughs> so I, I get to the place and, and the anesthesiologist came in and she had an Outlander mug and she was like, I'm your biggest fan. And I was like, oh, you know, this is good. She's going to really take care of me. Um, but then we went in and I, I was, she was telling me how she was going to put me under, but then she kept asking me questions about the series and like well, what was uh... going to happen. And I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to tell you stuff. But then when she injected me and as I was lulling off, she started to sing the theme tune and I was like, no, this is not what I... <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, that was one of the stranger, stranger Were you afraid you were going to wake up from the anesthetic in 15th century Scotland? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was going to be in her basement with just all of the, like, Jamie posters everywhere. <laughs> and, I don't know.
Well, Katrina, it was lovely to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you and thank so you much for having me. Thank you for the extraordinary movie. Congratulations in Belfast. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st.